Night one of the 2023 NFL Draft is in the books. How did things break for the Dolphins as they wait for their first selection? I'm glad you asked. That's what we're tackling here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins. You're cast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, the co-host of the Locked On 2023 NFL Draft coverage. We had a great time on night one. Why don't you swing on by and join us for night two tonight on the YouTube channel, Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find all of our shows here on the Locked On Network on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Special shout out to our everydayers here on Locked On Dolphins who are keeping it locked in as we wait for our first pick. The Dolphins are on the board tonight. They get two selections or they're scheduled to make two selections. And as you sit here and you observe the first 31 picks, the question is, how did things break? How did the GMs do? If you think you could be a good GM, today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of being a general manager and running your own franchise, this game is definitely for you to download the game. Visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On in all caps. There are some bummers, I'm not going to lie. Some names are off the board. That's where players that you really liked their forecast for the Dolphins and uh, they, they will call elsewhere home. And uh, we'll, we'll let, let, I'll just pull up the board. I think that's probably the easiest way to do it is for those of you who are on the YouTube channel, we're pulling up my personal Dolphins tailored draft board for as things currently stand. It's updated to reflect players who have been selected and what you will see is a lot of the tier one, tier two, and Tier 3 players have had their names called. And that was the objective, stated objective of me, is if I were the Dolphins, I would want a Tier 1, 2, or 3 prospect to be available for me to select with my pick at 51. You had to run on guys like B. John Robinson and Jalen Carter, who were my only Tier 1 players for the Dolphins, specifically at their positions of relative need. They went in the first, they, they went at 8 and 10. They didn't last long. Jameer Gibbs, Everybody say, hey, let's trade up into the 20s for Jameer Gibbs. And I'm kind of glad that Gibbs went as early as we did so that we could kill that narrative and kind of move on. Uh, I would not have been a fan of giving up an extra first-round pick to move up for Jameer Gibbs. Dalton Kincaid, the first tight end off the board. Uh, he's my second-ranked tight end for the Dolphins. He went to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, for what it's worth, Joe Marino uh, spent a lot of time digesting that pick last night on the live stream. And, of course, he's the host of Locked On Bills. He's my best friend. And um, there's some excitement there, but I, I think that, that that pick for them and running more 12 personnel because they're, they're paying Dawson Knox is a pick that I think Bills, a lot of Bills fans are going to sit here and have to digest. Uh, the offensive line run came hot and heavy, and it came early. Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, Darnell Wright, Anton Harrison, Peter Skaronsky off the board, and they were all off the board very, very quickly. Uh, it, it started with the Arizona Cardinals going from 3 to 12 and back to 6. Does that sound familiar? And oh, by the way, they netted nothing close to what the Dolphins did to achieve the same thing. 
And they drafted Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State with that pick at six. And then Darnell Wright with the Bears flip-flopping and going to pick 10. And then Skaronsky to the Titans at 11. And then Broderick Jones, the Steelers trade up in front of the Jets and pluck Broderick Jones right off their laps. And the Jets, what do they do? They panic. They absolutely panicked. And then they drafted um, Will McDonald, which is a great selection for the, the Dolphins scope for being an edge player and probably not the edge player that I would have picked if I were picking an edge for the Jets there. And then you had to wait until uh, the, the offensive lineman cooled down a little bit. And then Anton Harrison at 27 after Jacksonville trades back a couple of times uh, with the news of Cam Robinson facing a suspension. Um, their hand was forced. They drafted a tackle. They drafted for need. So you had five offensive linemen come off the board. You saw Kalijah Kansi go to Tampa. You saw Mozzie Smith go to Dallas. You saw Brian Brissy go to New Orleans. You saw Jack Campbell at linebacker come off the board to the Lions at 18. So much for a pipe dream thinking that guy might be there at 51. I think it's a great pick. And then corners. A couple of tier one, tier two corners. Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez. And then Deontay Banks and Emmanuel Forbes, who for the Dolphins and how I graded him were tier four players. So those are the players on the Dolphins-specific board that are gone after the first round. But when we talked about what the rooting interest was, hey, what's... What's the best case scenario for us as Dolphins fans? What are we hoping to see? Well, we want to see a lot of wide receivers, a lot of edge rushers, and a lot of quarterbacks. I'm not a math guy, but I can use my fingers and toes and I can get there. You had three quarterbacks go. You still have two left. That's almost as good of news as anything as you're forecasting what it's going to look like for the Dolphins tonight, that there's Hendon Hooker and Will Levis are still on the board. And you have to wait 20 picks now as compared to 50 picks. So you have... Will Levis, Hennon Hooker, still out there. But you had three quarterbacks go. They went in the top four picks. And then you had four wide receivers go. So now you're up to seven players. And the wide receivers went in consecutive order. It was Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Boom, 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 boom. Right there in the 20s. When, when the run starts like that and it goes in the 20s, it's usually a sign of not a great class to be honest. And then edge rushers, you had seven. So you had almost half the draft, half the first round was the positions that the Dolphins, we didn't even put on the draft board because they were the three positions that the Dolphins did not have at least a relative need at for right now. Half the first round when all those guys and then you're looking at the, the tier four players that came off the board and Wright and Harrison and Cansey and Deontay Banks and Emmanuel Force. I'm not losing sleep off of any of those guys not being on the board for the Dolphins. So if you ask me how the board broke, I'd say the board broke pretty darn good through 31 picks for the Dolphins. I'm pretty stoked at what's still available. And you start doing the math and realize the potential players who may be here for you when you get back around. And that's what we're going to talk about next is who's left on the board for the Dolphins. Uh, today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of being an NFL general manager running your own franchise, this game is definitely for you. This mobile game puts you in charge of everything from salaries, coaches, trades, the draft, injuries, ticket prices, facilities, you name it. 
all in a realistic and challenging game world. Best of all, Ultimate Football GM is free and completely playable offline as you try to build your own historic dynasty. Locked on Dolphins listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. Make sure to check it out the game. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. The stated objective at the top of the draft for me with 51 was I would like the Dolphins to be in a position to draft a tier one, two, or three player with their pick at 51. And if they're not there, then I'd probably move down. Let's reassess the board. We'll talk through it. There's no running backs left. I don't think running backs in play at 51. Tight end. The two... Tier 2 and 3 tight ends that are still available are Darnell Washington, Georgia, my top-ranked tight end for the Dolphins, and Sam Laporta, Iowa. So that's two players. At offensive tackle, you have Dewan Jones, Ohio State, and Matthew Bergeron, Syracuse. 2 plus 2 is 4. We'll do the math together. Interior offensive line, John Michael Schmitz, Steve Avila. That's 6. On the defensive line, Atatamiwa Atabare, Northwestern, at seven. There are no linebackers. I do not think linebacker is in play at 51. At corner, you have Joey Porter Jr., Penn State. That is eight. And at safety, you have both Brian Branch and Sidney Brown from respectively Alabama and Illinois. That is 10. 10. Tier 2 and Tier 3 players are currently left for the Dolphins. And between Miami's pick and right now is 19 slots. You pick the 20th pick tonight. So 19 players have to go, which means you need 9, not of these players, to leave at least one of those options on the board for you to make your selection. 9. You still have Will Levis. You still have Hendon Hooker. You still have Jalen Hyatt at wide receiver. You still have Josh Downs at wide receiver. At pass rushers, you still have Derek Hall from Auburn. You still have Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame. You still have B.J. Ojolari from LSU. That's seven. Okay, and that's not even getting into players that are on this board that don't grade as highly as what they do for the Dolphins for, or, or do grade higher for other teams than they do for the Dolphins. Joe Tipman is still out there. That's eight. Michael Mayer is out there. That's nine. Osiris Torrance is out there. That's 10. Keon White's still out there. That's 11. You have potentially 11 plus the 10 that you have. Mathematically speaking, If all of those guys, which are expected to go, that aren't Tier 2 and Tier 3 ranked players for the Dolphins, in in my assessment of the players, you're mathematically guaranteed to have a choice of at least two players. When we first started this process and we sat down, we said, okay, we think these guys are all predictably going to go in the top 50. How that started, you were mathematically eligible to have three. So unless teams get off the track 
and the quarterbacks fall big time. And maybe they do, but it's already been reported this morning that teams are calling the Steelers about pick 33, about potentially coming back up for Will Levis. You're going to have a choice of at least two. You're going to be in a position to pick at 51. And that in itself is a win because any of these players in tiers one, two, and three that I am grading the players on, any of these players here, Washington, Laporta, Dewan Jones, Bergeron, Michael Schmidt, Steve Avila, Tamiwa, Adebore, Joey Porter, Brian Branch, Sidney Brown, like the vast majority of these players are starters for your team right now. And that's all you could hope for to pick at 51. So I'm pretty pumped about the way that things have developed thus far for the Dolphins. Um, The board breaking this way and and breaking in a manner in which half the first round was the three positions that we kind of just threw our hands up in the first place and saying that's not really where our investment makes the most sense. Um is something I didn't foresee it being that extreme. But it helps the cause a lot. And then there's some players who, you know, have really compelling storylines that, you know, we kind of assumed predictively would be gone, but are at the top of Tier 4 that I'd give some consideration to if he can't get a trade partner because that's the other thing that stands out about what's happened thus far. The trade values are down. That's uh, good news for Miami if they want to trade up. That's bad news for Miami if they're trying to trade back. We talked about, oh, yeah, you can move back 10 spots from 51 and pick up an extra three or something like that. The Steelers jumped the Jets for Broderick Jones in the first round, and it cost them 120 to do it. The Bills went up from 25 to 27, or the Bills, yeah, the Bills went up from 25 to 27 for Dalton Kincaid. They jumped the Cowboys. And it cost him 130. So once you get deeper into the draft, I don't know that my expectation after watching teams move up two and three spots respectively for the cost of a four, that later in the draft you're going to get a better return to move back even if it is 10 spots. It, I think that really is a testament when, when assessing how the trades unfolded throughout the course of this, this draft last night to what the league kind of thinks of this class as a whole. Now, maybe they'll get into rounds two and three where they feel is the sweet spot for value in this year's class, and the demand will go up and the costs will get more expensive, and if Miami does want to move out, they could do that and make it worth their while. But I'm sitting here thinking, is there any way Michael Mayer slips? Is there any way Joe Tipman slips? If those guys as tier four guys slip and you don't have a dance partner, they'd be the ones I'm soft circling, assuming they make it into your lap. So there's a pretty good amount of players left that have compelling interest for the Dolphins. Uh, there's mathematically speaking, we're, we're facing a very strong chance of having a tier through two or tier three player available. That's a win. There's some unexpected guys that we thought would go in the first round, and they'll probably go in the first 10 picks today when when round two kicks off. That's usually how it works. Everybody resets their deck, resets their board. They come back, and common sense prevails, and teams move up and come get some of these guys. But if it doesn't, there's some really interesting names that might linger 
that would also make sense at some of these positions of need for the Dolphins based off of who is left. Now, scale of 1 to 10, what would I give what's unfolded thus far for the Dolphins? That's a good question. That's what we're going to finish with here today on Locked on Dolphins. Uh, I know one thing that's going to get me through the day today, long night last night, was on the live stream from 7 to midnight. Uh, so long stretch. We'll do it again tonight. We had a lot of fun. Hope you join us. Locked on uh, NFL Scouting on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars, and they're absolutely, positively delicious. You can get yourself a box at Bilt.com. You can go to Walmart and get yourself a four-bar box in the pharmacy section. You can go to Sam's Club, get the 13-bar box, have one on the way home, still have a dozen left over, uh, and uh, probably use them tonight. Uh, that's my plan is to suck them down throughout the course of the draft tonight. It's long, it's fun, it's dramatic. You're going to need a Built Bar or two to get you through it. So head over to Built.com, Walmart, or Sam's Club to get yourself a box and thank us later when you get yourself a box of the world's most delicious protein bar. Scale of 1 to 10. I think for, for those who are watching on YouTube, I feel compelled to put this board back up. This board looks good, if I am being honest. Especially when you consider, okay, who's between you and picking? Who, are the, who com controls the 19 slots? Well, Pittsburgh's in here twice. And guess what? They already took an offensive tackle. They might not contend for you. Now, you do have to focus, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay's in here and... Their left side of their line's a hot mess express right now because they cut Donovan Smith. That's a team to watch. But if you did want to move up, I would imagine the cost to go up just a handful of spots is probably more friendly. Uh, I think Detroit, who picks at 55, has a pretty reasonable chance to... Man, and Detroit, Detroit's got 34 now, too, courtesy of the trade back with Arizona. So Detroit picks twice. They might be an interior offensive line spot. They're not a tackle spot. So we, we do four, four of the 19 picks. Jeez, uh, am I going to try to do this math? That's, that's more than 20%. Our teams that are double-dipping that don't need tackles. Texans don't need tackles. Colts probably don't need tackles. Seahawks are picking in here. They don't need tackles. Saints don't need tackles. Titans just picked an offensive lineman. You got the Jets at 43. The Bucks at 50. So if you want offensive line, or if you want specifically offensive tackle, I'm looking at Dewan Jones and Matthew Bergeron. Those are, are the two that I would consider at 51. You got to play the numbers game and hope that somebody's too good to pass up there. They go in a different direction. I think this is probably uh, 8 out of 10. If I could have drawn up how things developed from here, and I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit ends up swinging on one of these quarterbacks too because they got Jared Goff getting close to the end of his, his contract. So you know, they're an interior offensive line spot with potentially Osiris Torrance or Tipman or Avila. Maybe they go quarterback, and, and it alleviates one of the spots there as well. I would probably say this is an 8 out of 10 outcome on night one for the Dolphins. It's not perfect. 
a perfect outlook would have had Jack Campbell stay on the board and Mozzie Smith stay on the board and at least one of the other tackles stay on the board or no tight ends go or Jameer Gibbs still be here, right? This wasn't the utopian outcome for the Dolphins. But everything that we stated as goals at the beginning of this is still mathematically probable. And the tight end position, which is the Dolphins' biggest area of need in my mind, has had next to no action. And I don't know where the action comes at the tight end position here. It won't be the Steelers. I can't imagine it'll be the Texans with the needs that the Texans have on their roster. Maybe the Lions, but it sounds like they like Brock Wright, and they just traded away TJ Hawkinson. It won't be the Colts. The Rams are paying uh, Higby a significant amount of money. Seattle is paying no, uh, Will Disley $10 million a season. The Raiders are a spot to be concerned with. The Panthers, maybe. The Saints, maybe. The Titans, probably not. The Packers, maybe. The Jets, no. The Falcons, no. Tight end's looking good, especially if Mayer goes before Washington and Laporta. Give me an 8 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10 for the outcome of, of night one and its implications for the Dolphins. Uh, we're going to be back again a little later this morning. We're going to do a round two mock. We're actually going to sit down and pencil it all together. And I'll give you guys who my hypotheticals are for the pick at 51. And I won't make the pick. I'll tell you who I would pick. Yeah, I'll make the pick. I'll make the pick. But I want to go these 19 picks and mock them out and let's live in the world and do the math and, and see what's a possibility. And obviously, my mock, I think I got four or five matches in the first round, and it was that kind of year. Uh, but we will at least get, get a, a feel for the variability of options that we'll have, and then I'll make my pick based off of what I had. Now, the, the question that I did have, and I think Kevin on Twitter asked me, uh, who would you have picked if you were on the board at 21? And it probably would have came down to uh, Jack Campbell was off the board as a Tier 2 player. Adabari, who's still available, was a Tier 2 player. Darnell Washington, who's still available, was a Tier 2 player. And Dalton Kincaid. Those were the three Tier 2 players that I had. So it would be the conversation between the three of them. I think Darnell Washington's the best fit for the Dolphins. Would probably have been my pick at 21. That would have made him tight end one. I guess the question is, you know, Dalton Kincaid, do, do, do the Dolphins themselves personally covet the receiving ceiling versus the blocking ceiling? And if they do, you can make the, the case for it to be Kincaid, and, and obviously he goes to Buffalo, and then we'll get to know Dalton Kincaid plenty well. Um, but it, I, I had the two tight ends rated as the highest of the three Tier 2 players, so it would have been a conversation between, okay, Darnell Washington versus Dalton Kincaid, let's really sit down as a coaching staff and iron that out. That would have been my discussion at pick 21. Who knows? Maybe we won't have to have the conversation. We'll have a clear and obvious best available tight end at 51, which is what we're going to do with our next show today. So plan accordingly. Come on back and see us. And then, of course, we get the live stream. Appreciate everybody who keeps it locked in here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked on Network. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Come on back. See us again later. Shout out to our everydayers who keep it locked in. I'm Kyle Krabs signing off. Fins up. Talk to you all again soon.